music is a soul language. It's something we all understand, even if across distances, across traditions, the vocabulary might be different or the scale they use might be different. Music is something we all understand. There is something deeply soulful about that. And also music is uh, is the only art form really that's that is present moment only. I mean, it is it is ephemeral. When we're sitting in a concert hall and listening to something together, the music swells and something happens, I think, to our physical being even, and then it's gone. Once the note is played, it's gone. Welcome to Awakening Lives, a podcast of the Spirituality Network. We seek to cultivate the awakened life through contemplative living and action. Joining us today is Christine Heaster, a good friend and fellow spiritual director. Christine, I am so excited to be able to spend this time with you. I I don't think I shared this with you, but um, the first time I heard you sing, I was just so awestruck. I remember being in our Wellstreams class and uh, you sang a song for someone's prayer time. And I felt like I was in heaven. I'm so delighted to be able to spend this time with you. Oh, thank you so much. I remember that that time as well. And it was our group was such a beautiful container for all that we shared. And I'm I'm thrilled to talk to you today. Thanks. Wonderful. So um, we're, we're here today to talk about uh, music as a spiritual practice. And I have to confess, I love music, but I know nothing about it. I, I, I don't know if I've shared with you, but uh, I played trombone when I was in school and I was terrible at it. I, it just it is not a gift that comes naturally to me. Uh, but I am so moved by music and by uh, the way it touches the soul. And uh, so I'm looking forward to learning from your wisdom on this topic. Oh, thank you. It's something that's so much a part of my life. And like you said, if you're moved by music, if you have this sense that music is something special and unique, then I think we're all uh, musicians in a way. So you, you you said that music has been part of your life for a, a long time. Tell me a little bit about that journey. How how did you feel called to have music play such a pivotal part? Well, I I think my I've probably always been drawn to music. I do remember very vaguely my preschool music teacher, and I loved him so much. Uh, but I would say probably officially my musical journey began in first grade when they brought in the demonstration instruments and said, okay, everybody pick something. And I went home and said, I want to play violin. And so right from there, I was six years old and I took off with music from there. It just became such a huge part of my life. And I played violin and then other instruments as well, all through school, all through high school. And there was just something about it, especially when I found my voice, literally speaking in high school, I started taking voice lessons and it was just, it was such a draw for me. And that way of expression, I, I just decided I shifted gears completely. I wanted to go into medicine and I said, no, I'm going to go into music. 
And so I studied music in college and grad school. And my whole first half of life uh, pursuit career-wise was in music. So, so that's quite beginning. a shift from, from <laughs> medicine to, to music. What uh, what was that like? I mean, what uh, what stirred inside you that uh, really led you to make such a major shift? I think it was just, and, and I think that probably in my younger years, I would not have necessarily named it that way, but there's something about music that just so deeply connected with me. And it was specifically when I started singing that all the music that I had experienced before kind of kind of coalesced into something that felt really personal. And um, I will say also that I was very swept up in the, you know, I want to be on stage and musical theater. I want to go to Broadway, that kind of thing. Um, but there was something deeper as well. And I began to, when I studied music in college, I also studied conducting and music education. And so there was a deeply connectional part for me as well. I knew inherently that music was something that brought people together and being a part of the guiding and the leadership in that was, uh, was a big part of my, my journey too. So I, I'm curious, what, what is it about music that finds its way into so many people's hearts and, and transcends languages and so many things to bring us together? What, what is it? I think that's such an important question. And it is, I totally agree with you. There is something inherently spiritual and inherently communal about music. And uh, what the way I can name it is just that um, music is a soul language. It's something we all understand, even if across distances, across traditions, the vocabulary might be different or the scale they use might be different. Music is something we all understand. There is something deeply soulful about that. And also music is, uh, is the only art form really that's, that is present moment only. I mean, it is, it is ephemeral when we're sitting in a concert hall and listening to something together, the music swells and something happens, I think, to our physical being even, and then it's gone. Once the note is played, it's gone. And so we can have recordings and our recording technology is is amazing now, but there's something different about the energy of a live performance that a recording just can't touch. Um, so those are a couple things, I think. And, and the one thing that comes to me now also is that music evokes memory and music is a container for emotion. And those are just human experiences that we share across time and across geography and um, music holds that it has the capacity to hold that. You know, I, I love what you say about it being ep ephemeral and uh, I, I love anything live. Uh, like I'm not a huge sports fan, but I love being in a, a stadium when a, a sports event is being uh, played. But uh there is just something about music that is on a completely different level. Uh, I I love uh, the the atmosphere and the mood and the energy that exists when you're at a concert or 
the way that the audience gets involved and uh, just becomes one with the performers. It's uh, it's an amazing thing. It completely is amazing. And I think that that crosses genres as well. So regardless of the type of music, it just brings us together in a unique way. I remember um, thinking of, of music evoking memory. There was a band of some friends I had in college and they played at a dive bar. <laughs> we would go every weekend and listen. And when I hear those songs, even now, those acoustic guitar you know, vocal music, it brings me not only back to the memory, but I think there's something about the music that touches my younger self and and brings me back in touch with her and the people that were there. Um, and so that moment in time that has disappeared still has a place to live in me when I hear that music. It's It's just an incredible experience. Yes, it is. So you you mentioned uh, music being spiritual. Um, what what is it that uh, moves music to that spiritual plane? I wonder about um, you know I use the image of a tuning fork when I talk about prayer, and I've used that for many years because as a musician, you know, I use a tuning fork to tune when I played violin, and I, I think that music touches into an attunement not only in our in our souls but in our bodies it's a it's a complete being alignment when we listen to music and especially when it connects with us uniquely you know depending on our our mood our context our experience um but this idea of spiritual attunement really really kind of wakes something up in me to recognize that that the vibrational quality of music, which we all know unconsciously, even if we're not thinking about it, something about it lines us up with the nature of the universe, with with the source, with God. So there is, you know, you talk about um, the music of the spheres, that's something that, you know, in history and mythology is talked about. And I think that music touches something deeper than um than almost anything else. You know, I, I'm involved in visual art as well. And I love all of the arts, but being someone who is deeply invested in music, it's always been a place that I come back to. Mm. Do you use music in your spiritual direction practice? I do. I do. It's one of the regular things that I try to incorporate. Um, and I have done a couple different things with that. Most often, I use a piece of music as a centering practice uh, when someone, and we can do this on Zoom too, which is amazing. So when I meet with someone, and especially if they're feeling a need to transition from a stressful event or a busy day or just they're not able to center as easily, I have a number of pieces of music and composers that I choose from that that actually have almost like a journey in the piece of music itself. It might be three minutes, but like we said, music is, it's kind of outside of time. Those three minutes can be very absorbing and it provides a way for people to move from one place in their day to another. And it's that kind of attunement. Um, I also have, there have been times when people have brought up um, a song or a hymn or something that's meaningful to them. And we might sing it together. We might, um, they might teach it to me 
or I might already know it and we sing it together. I've also brought um I've brought my djembe. I have a couple djembe drums in to to a session in person and um have that as an option. That, that's not one that people often take advantage of, but I I love it. Uh I'm first uh, got exposed to a drumming circle uh, a few months ago as part of the spiritual direction directors association of ohio and i was so moved by that experience we're uh, gonna see if we can get joyce back to do something just for uh that topic uh and uh I, i'm really excited about doing that there's something that um something primal that uh is touched by me with those drums and uh you know i'm 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 cuban and there's a certain beat that just moves my soul uh and uh i remember uh when i was growing up uh my uh parents would go to cuban parties and uh they were usually i think they were usually held at a catholic church and uh as soon as the music started playing everybody started moving toward the dance floor and you know people's hips were wiggling as they walked out there to the floor and uh it was just such a communal thing it was uh really fun to be a part of and it still touches me uh today i'm sure i'm sure i think that's wonderful the freedom of that and i wonder if that is you know, depending on our cultural expectations and our cultural context, um, freedom in music is something that's not always easy to come by for everybody. So I love to hear that so much. So, so why do you think that is? What, what, what's that barrier that prevents us from connecting uh, in a in a free way to music? Yeah, I. I I'm not sure. I, the thing that comes to mind is kind of what you said earlier and you were talking about, you know, I played trombone and I wasn't very good at it. This idea, I think in Western music that you have to be good at it to do it. I think that's one of the things that, that it holds us back culturally. And, you know, I mean, where would we be without the Rachmaninoffs of the world and the Pavarotti's of the world? Of course, like that, uh, the sense that we get from some of those um, elite musicians is amazing. And yet music is for all of us. And so this, this barrier, like you said, of performer and audience, I think that needs to be, that needs to be fluid. We need to kind of let go of that. And I know that is one of the, the things I'm most excited about, about our June event is that there will be no barrier. It will be no separation between musician and audience. It's going to, going to be so communal and, and that's, it'll be incredibly beautiful and moving. I, I love how that event has been evolving. Uh, my original thought for it was that we would do it in the sanctuary, uh, and with the performers on the audience. And then when we moved it, uh, to the parish hall where we could be in the round and have the performers kind of surrounding and enveloping the, uh, the audience and, and audience is still the kind of the wrong, uh, <laughs> word to use because it will be such a, um, a participative kind of a thing. I totally agree. 
you know, that's something that uh, I'm I'm involved in church music ministry, and I have been for a long, long time, probably since I was 20 or 21. And um, there is nothing like ending a piece of music with with my choir and having it fade into silence and having a hush over the congregation where no one claps. There is something, and, and I think that sometimes people feel obligated to clap after a piece of music, thinking that that's the only way to show appreciation for what the music has done inside of them. But I would say as a musician myself, there is nothing like a hushed silence after something finishes to connect us on a deep, deep level. That applause just doesn't, it doesn't cut it. No, it doesn't. Uh, there's a, a reverence or an awe in that silence that uh, I, I imagine speaks volumes to a, a performer. Mm -hmm. Because I think it touches into what you said about oneness. And as soon as the first, you know, the first clap happens, and I know a lot of people are, are like in church context, they, they're, we don't clap in church. And then others are like, but we want to clap. So I get the, the tension there. But there's something that just brings tears to your eyes when there's that quiet. Um, and, and the oneness of it almost kind of, it, it dissipates a little bit when we recognize that, um, that the clapping has interrupted. Yeah. So you, you just used the word tension. Um, I hadn't thought about this, but, um, there's, there are pieces of music <clears throat> that evoke attention, uh, don't they? Uh, um, it, is that something that, uh, you think about when you're selecting a, a piece of music or thinking about how to perform it? Yes, definitely, definitely. And I, I try to choose music um, for whatever context, whether I'm in church or I'm doing something myself, that will that will connect on a deep level and connect with not only um, the event, but the emotion. And like I said before, like I believe that music provides, it's a vehicle for a journey. So tension and release allows for that. So in music, there will be, you know, some things that have dissonance and the dissonance says something different than the resolution of that dissonance. And, and so there, you know, composers use dissonance in order to touch us into something that might be, uh, you know, a friction and then when the release comes, and I'm sure we've all experienced that in a piece of music where there's something that that opens up and allows for, um, it's like that language, right? It says something different than a piece that is purely ambient and calm can say. So all of the parts of the language of music uh, have something to offer. That reminds me of spiritual direction in many ways, because we invite some of that dissonance to go deeper and uncover things that uh, might not be on the surface uh, so that we can experience that that wholeness. But we, we sometimes have to make things uncomfortable uh, so that uh, we can work through whatever we need to work through. That's so true. That is so true, because the discomfort, whether it's 
you know, in our experience in music that happens in all art forms as well in conversation, you know, we get to deeper places through conflict, not by avoiding it. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you talked about what you think about as someone who's about to perform or thinking about performing. How do do we as the audience, how how would you suggest that uh, we prepare ourselves to receive music uh, with wonder or awe? How do, how do we prepare ourselves to listen to it? Yeah, I love, um, I love that you named wonder and awe and, and that it's really the posture that we bring to it that provides for that space um, because music has, it's a, it's a participatory art form. And so as the listener, like we've already talked about, we are a part of it. Um, I do think that we have kind of an elevator music mindset a lot of times with music and, you know, where, where it's in the background and that's great. It might provide, you know, you know, a certain um, ambient, you know, opportunity, but I think that listening to music on a, as a practice is something we can cultivate and listening to the layers of music, listening not only externally to what the music is offering, but internally to how we're responding. It's like this dialogue. And so that I think might be the difference in our preparation when we listen is to, to think of it as a dialogue. And I would say even as we learn to listen, um, taking 10 minutes, you know, at a time to let a piece of music speak and doing nothing else, but listening and seeing what you hear that's new that you haven't heard before, or touching into your body, you know, where am I hearing, you know, there's an oboe here or whatever instrument or the beat of the drum. And where is that in my body that I am noticing it? How is, how is my whole self engaging. So listening is is so active and we there's so much noise in our lives, right? That we tune stuff out just by necessity and maybe by survival. Um but listening is a practice and I believe 100% that the listening is prayer as well. We don't mm. need we don't need practices that uh feel like we're doing something. The receiving is something. So you've uh, planted a, a beautiful seed for me. I I really love my morning quiet time and reading devotions and just enjoying the the quiet. I hadn't thought about uh, incorporating music into that time, but uh, I think I will, you know, select a song that I can uh, listen to in the morning and uh, and just see how it moves me. Yeah. See what see what comes forth from it. That's new. Yeah, and what what one of the things that I have long long tried to do is to find God in the ordinary, and uh, to um, to find spiritual meaning in things that aren't traditionally spiritual. Mm. Uh, yeah. And and music is one of those things that I think moves me in that way. I I. I love being able to connect to something greater than perhaps even the the artist had thought about um, when they performed the song. 
but uh, it it just is uh, a way for me to connect uh, with the divine. Yes, one hundred percent. So, um, for those of us who can't carry a tune uh, or aren't uh, gifted musically, um, how would you suggest that music become a richer part of our spiritual lives? Oh, well, I would say, again, there's the kind of a cultural, you know, thing of, oh, if I can't carry a tune, and I'm not specifically gifted in this, you know, it shouldn't be a part of my journey. But I would speak against that so much just to say that there are many ways we can experience and engage and enter into music in a communal way, or even in a personal way that enriches our own practice. Uh, like we just talked about listening and learning to listen in, in a deeper, different way is definitely a spiritual practice. I would also say, you know, there's so much, um, there's so much cultural, um, chant like music that is an in, uh, an involved communal uh, type of music like tize or like kirtan in uh, some of the, the eastern traditions and it's repetitive it is very simple and so sometimes as i'm listening to some of these um i'll just i'll just sing along and you don't need to sing the exact notes or know exactly the words in order to do that because it is, it's a part of us, like our voice is a, an expressive part. And simply humming with a piece of music, I think is a wonderful way to connect. I would always also, like you said about drums, I would, I, I think everyone should have a djembe in their house. <laughs> when, they, when they hear a piece of music, just take it out, dance around the room and play. Um, playfulness, I mean, that's a part of it too. Playfulness in music. Um, and I would say just to experience live music whenever you can, whenever you can, you know, you can have free concerts at the local colleges all day long. There are so many things you could be a part of or um, religious organizations have musical opportunities as well. Just let uh, it be a part of your daily and weekly life. Thank you. That's, that's wonderful. Um, sometimes uh, we as humans live in this little bubble of the things that we know uh, or are comfortable or familiar to us. How would you suggest that we step outside of those boundaries Boundaries, or where do we go to experience music that is different from the culture in which we uh, grew up with? How, how do we know where to look for that kind of stuff? Mm. That's a great question. And I am always pursuing that same thing as well. Um, there are a lot of opportunities around Columbus. I just went uh, with my husband uh, a few months ago. There was a concert downtown in a cathedral by the early music, um, early music group in Columbus. And they did a concert of chant and music from the ancient traditions of Islam. Judaism and Christianity. And it was a no applause event, the whole like hour and 15 minutes. It was so stunning. And the mystery of it in this huge space, um, I was, I was just in love with the whole thing. Um, so keeping our eyes peeled for whatever is local in the community that's happening, I think that's helpful, you know, just 
getting on the internet and doing some exploring. Also, you can, things like Spotify, I find a lot of new things on Spotify where I'll look up international music or I'll look up, you know, Kirtan and come up with a whole, um, you know, a whole bunch of playlists that I can find new artists. It really, the opportunities to kind of branch out with the technology we have today, there, it's such a wide field. And I would, I would also, because when something is unfamiliar, often we think first of all that we, oh, we don't like it because it's unfamiliar instead knowing that it's just unfamiliar. And so to notice how it makes us feel, notice what we resist and what we resonate with, notice um, how our response shapes our perception as well. That helps us to be open. Thank you. I, I, I think your call out to technology is so spot on. Um, I do love the fact that, uh, you know, when I go to my Apple Music, that somebody has already curated so many different playlists on so many different things. So I don't have to be an expert to, to find something and uh, somebody's done that work for me. Exactly. So, Christine, what um, as we uh, bring our time to a close here, what what other thoughts would you want to share, or what uh, what would be the the message that uh, you want to leave people with? I would simply just say again that the gift of music, the uh, expressive possibilities of music, are something that inherently are not only deeply spiritual, but they're deeply human. They're a part of all of us. And to not only touch into those places where our own um, personal, you know, memories and emotions are connected, but also to know that music is so deeply a part of us as a collective, as a, uh, as a community. And um, that when we experience music together, we experience the transcendent. We experience something profound that almost nothing else can offer. Thank you. Well, Welcome. you are a beautiful soul and I love every moment I can spend with you. I am so looking forward to our concert on June 21st. Um, I, I just hope we have a really full house so that other people can experience it as well. Thank you so much, Christine. Oh, you're welcome. It was absolutely my pleasure. Thank you for joining us today for Awakening Lives. This is one more way the Spirituality Network connects people with resources for spiritual growth and depth, regardless of faith tradition. Through education and training, spiritual direction for individuals and groups, and community programs and events. Ecumenical and interfaith, the Spirituality Network honors diversity and does not proselytize. If you wish to know more about our programming, please visit spiritualitynetwork.org. If you found this meaningful, please share it with friends and family and join us next month for another episode. Blessings, my friends. <laughs>